As our reporters have been talking to voters, so have uh, our pollsters. And right now we can reveal the first information from our entrance poll of Iowa voters as they went into caucus sites across the state. David Chalian is here with that. David, what are, there, what are you seeing? Well, Jake, we are sort of trying to take stock of what does this electorate look like in Iowa tonight? Now, these are early entrance poll results. These are people who arrived at the caucus site early. These numbers will change throughout the night as we do more interviews. But look at this. We asked folks, are you part of the MAGA movement? 53%, a majority of those uh, that we've interviewed thus far say yes. They consider themselves part of the MAGA movement. 41% say no, they're not. We also asked folks, do you think Joe Biden legitimately won the 2020 election? 68%, 68%, more than two thirds of those in these early entrance poll results showing up early to the caucus sites say no, he did not, wrongly say no, he did not win legitimately in 2020. And then we asked if Donald Trump is convicted of a crime, do you still think he's fit for the presidency? A similar result here, nearly two thirds of those who've showed up at the Republican caucuses tonight in Iowa, at least these early arrivers, tell us, yes, Donald Trump is still fit for the presidency, even if convicted of a crime. These numbers show a very Trump-aligned Republican electorate, Jake. All right, David Chalian, thanks so much. Let's go to Anderson Cooper in the panel in New York. Uh, Jake, thanks uh, very much here with the team. Um, for, let's talk about these, these entrance polls, uh, obviously, that's very good, strong support. Good-looking electorate president. for Donald Trump right here. <laughs> yeah, that's I your mean, professional assessment. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Joyner did not respond to that poll. I promise. <laughs> no, no. Uh, these people have already joined. They're not <laughs> joiners. Um, look, uh, I think that there are two. There are two contests tonight. One is Donald Trump versus very uh, high expectations, and the other contest between Haley and DeSantis for second place. And they're very distinct races, but. Uh, the more vote Donald gets, the fewer votes they're sharing. And the closer they are, the better the margin for him. So, you know, going in, you'd think uh, that he is in a really good spot. And this certainly reflects that. I just want to say one other thing. Organization. Like, I've been involved in Iowa caucuses. Uh, and you put a premium on organization. The Trump campaign has done that. The DeSantis campaign has done that. Haley's been late to this, and she's counting on momentum to overcome that. It could happen, and she could get second place here, uh, but that that would be unusual, especially on a cool, a cold night like. And to add what David is saying, you know, this is the opportunity for the Trump campaign to show that they are actually able to build a proper ground game, which does have implications for a general election. Can you do that while you're also in court? Can you do that, you know, when your money is being pulled in in various directions and? Whereas Haley and DeSantis, in a way, they've semi-outsourced their work to PACs, right, to these outside mm -hmm. groups that have unlimited fundraising, but it's proven to be a little wobblier in terms of shaping a campaign. Those are sort of inside things, but I think they're things that are important going forward to think about um, as we look at how these candidates perform. I think two things can be true. I think you could look at these early numbers and say, this looks like a, a good electorate for Trump. But if, if I were looking ahead, if, if this holds and 32% of people who showed up in this caucus said Trump is not fit for the presidency if convicted of a crime, that, that that's a troubling item. If, if that holds and if it's, it's a little bit more than what we've seen in some of the polling. You think that's actually high, the 32%? Well, if that were true, I mean, if, yes, I mean, if these are like, 
engaged, actively voting Republicans who show up and say he's not fit if convicted of a crime. I mean, you got to have these kinds of people in the fall to win a close election. And so I'm anxious to see how this shakes out by the end of the night, because that, that to me is a but, pretty but that, high that's number. That's the thesis. That's the thesis of the case for DeSantis and Haley. That's what they've been running on, right? That's their, that's their reason d'etre, right? So they, they are saying that Trump's not going to... A vote for me is a vote for Donald Trump. That's what Vivek had said, right, in, that, in, his, uh, in his piece there, and, and with DeSantis as well. That, that Trump's not going to make it for the long run, and I'm the guy to I'm the guy to be it. And so, whether or not that holds true, we'll see tonight, and uh, and we'll see what the president's number, former president's numbers are. If he surpasses, if he surpasses 50 percent, is it 52, 51? I think if he falls below 50, it's going to be It's going to be a, you know kind of a loss. But by the, the way, the I think we may be seeing the greatest political comeback in modern political history tonight if Donald Trump does break 50. Because keep in mind, I know I don't need to see it for this table, but quadruply indicted, 91 felony accounts, two impeachments against him, that in just four years, he is back to a place where he is dominating this caucus, very likely, statistically, and is in first place in New Hampshire, the next contest. I mean, it's just remarkable what he has been able to do and how he's been able to shift voter sentiment back in his favor in such an unprecedented way. Well, and then the question becomes, for whoever does, whoever does come in second here, can they make a sustained case for themselves moving forward? If Trump does go on to win by over 50% and can reasonably make a, a claim that he's, uh, you know, had a dominant performance and clearly has a dominant hold on the base of the Republican Party, can Haley or DeSantis, whoever comes in second, make a case that they are a better uh, gamble in the general election? You know, can they distinguish themselves in a way that I would argue we haven't really effectively seen them do in this primary? It's part yeah. of why they haven't been able to get traction. Haley, obviously, in a much stronger position in New Hampshire. You could see sort of an easier path for her right. coming out of Iowa. But um, I, that's going to be an important question for their campaigns is, you know, how do they quickly spend tonight? What do Haley and DeSantis need to do in order to, to move forward? Well, I think <laughs> DeSantis is, I think if he doesn't, come in second here after all he's invested in the state of Iowa. I think he's got a one-way ticket back to Tallahassee. Uh, but uh, for Haley, she's got the luxury of knowing she's doing well in New Hampshire. This